Breakfast Show, The Breakfast Club. What the hell is this, man? The Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela Yee. Peace to the planet. It's oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Good morning. What's happening? And I believe DJ Envy is getting gas on his way to work. Oh, I did that on Monday. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. In yeah. the morning, it's a game of inches. We say that all the time here. You know, we say we use that phrase because it's like a, a football phrase. Football is a game of inches. You know what I mean? And that's what it is in the morning to get here on time. Anything can 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 be, can make you late. And getting gas in the morning definitely makes you late. You know, ever since I got my license, my dad has instilled in me that I should never let my gas tank get below half full. So as soon as I get mm. to half full, it's like it's on empty for me. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to get gas. You know, it's so crazy, especially if you live in Jersey. You can't even, you, and salute to everybody who lives in Jersey. They understand what I'm about to say. You can't even use the excuse that, like, you got to pump the gas yourself. You know what I mean? Like, some people just be lazy and don't want to go to the gas station because they don't want to get out the car and have to, you know, get out and pump themselves. In Jersey, they pump the gas for you. Is New so Jersey you the do only state up. that does that? Uh, like, it's literally, know. you cannot pump your own gas That's in Jersey. That's a good question. And I feel I like that's know. the only place, because when I first got my license, it was in Jersey. And I'll never forget, I did not know how to pump gas. And so I had to go... Jesus Christ. I had to go get gas somewhere else, and I did not know, because I never did it. I lived in Jersey. I was like, I got my license when I was 17. Never had to pump my own gas. Wow. And then years later, I was like, how do you do this? <laughs> yeah, so it's just a matter of like you know going out of your way to go to the gas station. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really that simple. Yes. Now, now, what do we have planned on the show today? Oh, and we were up late last night watching the BET Hip Hop Awards. I don't know if you watched that last night. And Rap City came back last night also. I saw Rap City. That was great. Drop on the clues bombs for Big Tigger, DJ Drama, Fat Joe, Jermaine Dupree. Who else? I think that's. I, 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 who else I saw on the show? I just like seeing the nostalgic Shout out to clips. Young Devin from Brooklyn. Also. Young Devin, who's that? She's a rapper from Brooklyn. She was I on. I didn't see her on there. Mm hmm. But I, I like the fact that they kept showing like a lot of this, the, the, the old clips from Rap City. I, re- I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't see all the BET Hip Hop Awards. I, I was I was in and out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all well you know, we'll be discussing all of that this morning. Tyler, the creator, had an amazing night last night, though. I saw. I actually saw Tyler when he uh, won his Influencer Award. The LL, was the LL Cool J Cultural Influencer Award or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. And I saw when he won Hip Hop Album of the Year. Very deserving for both of those. All right. So we'll get into all of that this morning. And we have a hip hop legend, a hip hop icon, uh, the, the architect of... Arguably the greatest rap group of all time, the ruler Zigzag Ziggalaw Rizza will be joining us. The Rizza Rector. Because a uh, Wu Tang TV series season two is on Hulu right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're up to episode seven starting today, I believe, of season two. Yeah. So, uh, really great series to to watch. You know, that was my first job ever working in the music business out of college, and I interned there when I was in college. Wu Tang Management and then Wu Tang Corporation. So. And you're in a Wu Tang video. Yes, I am in a Wu-Tang video. In a Wu-Tang I definitely video. am. That video was only released in Europe. There's a little bit of nudity in it. If you really? Watch it. Yeah. And uh, there's cursing in it as well. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, we talked to the Rizzo this morning, uh, and we got front page news coming up next year. Yes, your guy, Andrew Yang. He's no longer a Democrat. I don't blame him. We'll right. talk about it when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Ask me about some damn fashion like I know. Yeah, look, we'll come in here and talk to you. You don't think such and such outfit look weird? I said, you see what I'm wearing right now? Who is she talking about? I'm not. I ain't got nothing to do with that. She, can, right. she can say who she talking about. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, let's get into some front page news. Now, WNBA again tonight, 8 o'clock. The Sky take on the Sun and the Mercury take on the Aces. All right? So, make sure you tune into that. And the Yankees are home. Yeah, the Red Sox sent the Yankees home last night. So, the Yankees will um. be... Uh, Chilling at the crib. Oh, so it's playoffs in baseball? Yeah, playoffs. Damn. For the wild card spot. The Yankees <laughs> are going I, home. I, I, I did not know. Baseball Baseball just seemed like such a niche sport nowadays. It's getting a lot better. Is it? More home runs. Yeah, it's getting a lot better. I had no idea they were in the playoffs in baseball. Mm-hmm. What else we got, Yeezy? All right, Andrew Yang is breaking up with the Democratic Party. Now he is an independent. He said he changed his voting registration from Democrat to independent. It was a strangely emotional experience. He wrote this on an essay that was posted on his blog. And he believes that he can reach more people outside of the two-party system effectively. So here's what he had to say about leaving the Democratic Party. Unfortunately, dysfunction is nothing new in Washington, Wolf. And we can also see and feel that polarization is at literally civil war levels right now. We're seeing it manifest in dysfunctional politics in Washington, but we're seeing it in our own neighborhoods in our own communities. And that's what the forward party is designed to counteract. We're going to lower the temperature of the entire country by improving the political incentives so that our leaders need to be reasonable and hewed toward the middle instead of answering only to the extremes on either side. He's smart. I mean, I know a lot of people that are, you know, uh, independent. And, you know, I don't consider myself a Democrat either. The only reason I'm registered as a Democrat is because someone told me I had to be to vote locally. I don't even know if that's still the case, but there's absolutely no reason for, you know, black people to be part of any particular party. None of our interests are being represented. So the party, if you want to uh, get more information, it's forwardparty.com. Now, here's what he had to say about uh, how to make this new party happen. The way we're going to make this happen, Wolf, is by implementing open primaries and ranked choice voting in states around the country. One state has already done this. That state is Alaska, which is a red state, but there are other uh, blue states that have also been considering it. So you need to have a nonpartisan, bipartisan, popular movement to make this happen. It's why I declared myself as an independent earlier this week. There are going to be forward Democrats, forward independents, forward Republicans who want to bring the country together and actually change the system so it's going to start working again. I mean, he's right, man. I mean, you know, think, think about it. They told us if we get control of the White House and the Senate, things like police reform will get done, voting rights. None of that's happening. And as Democrats like, you know, Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin blocking progress. So what's the point of being part of that party? Vote your interest. And I'll tell everybody to go to ourblackparty.org and salute the West Bellamy and, you know, Candace Hollingsworth. They've been on The Breakfast Club, the founders of Our Black Party. There's also some statistics in the video that are mentioned. 57% of Americans want a third party, and up to 60% said they felt that both the Democratic and Republican parties were out of touch. That's right, and they're, they're all right. Go to ourblackparty.org, man. West Bellamy, Candace Hollinsworth, salute. Salute to Diddy. All right, well, that is your front page news. Yes, and uh, shout to DJ Scheme. Congratulations to uh, DJ Scheme. He won a BET Award last night for Best DJ, so shout to uh, DJ hey. Scheme. DJ Scheme? Yeah. Salute the scheme. Mm-hmm. It's from Florida. All right, congratulations. That was yeah. very gracious of you, Emmy. I know you were nominated. He was. Uh, he's a producer. He produces for XXX, uh, Ski Master, Slump God. Oh, uh, got you, got you, got you, got you. It's kind of like, uh, I guess, you know how 
I was gonna say the clue of the Florida because he's from Florida, so he okay. he does he does all the production. And he won DJ of the year. DJ of the year. It's yeah. a tough category. Who who's right. in that category? The nice. Okay. Drama. Okay. Um, Chase Michelle B. Khaled. No, Khaled wasn't in it. Okay. Khaled was in producer myself, and I'm forgetting somebody else. But good oh, luck Cassidy. next year, Envy. You know what you Cassidy. have to do. We're, we're dropping the clues bonds for DJ Scheme. Clearly well deserved. Okay? Don't don't know the brother, but congrats. Yeah, man. I don't know him either, but salute to salute to you, Scheme. Now get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's going on, DJ Envy? It's DJ Connor Riley. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Man, the BT Awards was garbage last night, man. <laughs> Why you what was that? so garbage about it? That was the worst cipher. There was, it really was nobody in there that was good. Only Tusi. I've been watching Tusi killed it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else it was garbage, yo. I see people talking about that. What's his name? Ken Kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, nah, he was hard. <laughs> I thought it was That's so Kid. crazy. I, nah, I saw him. He was in. I, 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 I texted by him because I was asking DJ Head. I was like, why is everybody rapping over Khaled and uh, that Khaled beat? Because they clear one beat for everybody to use. It's not. That's not always been the case. Yes, they did. No, it's not. Hell no, it's not. Primo usually produced a beat and it was a boom bap type of beat. Yeah, but it was always a different beat. And his name is Kid Ken. Yes. Yo, that that was the worst one, and I mean they could have did a. Ho- I understand DJ Envy, you did the red carpet. And I understand you got to promote it, but what about Lakia? I thought she was did, she did good. Yo, everybody's talking behind the footsteps of uh, Megan Thee Stallion or whatever. Like I'm looking at, I'm like, yo, change up your style. It's it's just. Yeah, I don't think they should have used that beat, though. That I like Simba. Simba was dope. I Erica saw Simba. Ba- Erica Banks did I too. Yeah, she did good. Yeah, I, I like seeing all the women. Erica Banks did good. Erica Banks did good. I think Tusi did good. I know Tusi was from Syracuse. He killed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tusi from Syracuse. Oh, you wasn't here when Tusi was here, was no, you? I wasn't here. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, he from Syracuse. He, he, Syracuse, and he grew up in North Carolina, too, but... Yeah, he killed it. Yeah, Simba was dope. I saw Simba. He was dope. That dude we just talked about, King Ken. King, 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 yeah, King Ken, he was dope. Um, it was just the worst, man. They, they could have did better. How old are you, though? I'm 44. That's what I'm saying. That might that might that might be out of our de- our, our demo, he brother. He boom bap original rap. Cause I was texting my youngins last night, like, oh, is this person a thing? Is this you know? And they was like, yeah. But bro, you, I got something for you. Hey. Versus. Right. You like the verses? Big Daddy Kane, KRS One. That's that that might be more for you. That yeah, Big Daddy Kane. But and I saw uh, Super Cat is going to be kicking off this versus tour. You know, I'm excited about that one. That's gonna be crazy. See, that's more for you. Dun-da-da. But that's the beauty of being older, though. I mean, and we should be happy that we got artists that are, you know, still relevant enough that we want to see at 40-something years old. Hello, who's this? Good morning, this is Tim. Hey, Tim, get it off your chest, bro. So it's not really getting it off my chest, but I have a baby girl due in November. I wanted to know if you have any advice for first-time fathers, my first one. November what? November 26th. Wow, my baby's born November. My baby's due November 26th as well. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, okay. Yeah, November 26th. Well, evie has been a first-time dad six times, so he can give you some advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would just say they grow <laughs> fast, love them, kiss them, hug them, give them all the support that they need, uh, tell them you love them, tell them they look beautiful, 
and just keep them close because once well, they they grow so damn fast, man. I would tell you too, man. You know, I, I got a newborn in the house. Really, really be there for your wife, man. Really, are the mother right. of your child. I don't know if that's your wife, but really, really be there for her. Make sure, make her life as easy as possible. Like, you know, if you got to get a night nurse, if you got to get a, a doula to be at the crib with her, like, like you know, really, I I read some, I didn't read it. Uh, Latham was telling me about how in some countries, Latham is our doula, Latham Thomas, for 40 days after birth, the wife gets to do absolutely nothing. Like, she's just basically on bed rest. So as, as close as you can get to that as possible, that should be one of your goals. All right. I just wanted to congratulate you both. I know DJ Envy has a baby on the way. I wanted to congratulate him. And Charlamagne, I wanted to congratulate you for just having another baby girl. But love that's right. that baby, kiss on that baby, and support that baby, encourage and support that support the mother, man. That grows so fast. And support the and mother enjoy, after brother. birth. And enjoy that baby. I will. God bless. All right, man. That's really, that's really, truly the one, probably the most important thing. Support the mother. Both after birth, I think both. You know what I mean? I don't like think one over the other. I think both. Support the baby, support the mama. I mean, they, they're both. Yeah, but you got. If you, trust me, support the mom, man. When you when you start reading about how they treat women in other countries after they have babies, yeah, we we not doing right over here. Well, support, All right? But make sure you love both, brother. Have a good one. Get it Thanks off so your much. chest. 800-585-1051 If you need, to especially with postpartum and everything. Now, like it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Big Mo, down from Florida. Mo, what up? Get it off your chest. Man, listen, I want to talk about, first off, what's up, Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, DJ Envy, Angela Peace, King. How you? Every morning. I want to let y'all know, man, I hate these haters, man. When you make a move, I recently sold my business and I put a lot of work into it, but I moved into a new position at another company that offered me more money, more income for my family. And there's always somebody in your circle that wants to be like, oh, but that's the wrong move. But that's the wrong move and they don't know the specifics. So they get donkey of the day. And then also DJ Envy, why you don't embrace us, man? You're Dominican, bro. We know you from here. Dominica. I'm not Dominican. I am black. He's Dominican. I am not Dominican. He's Dominican, bro. But I got a lot of Dominican Dominican business partners, but I am not Dominican. Dominican beard, the Dominican hair, flossing with cars. You Dominican, bro. Stop lying. Flossing with cars. He got a closet full of white jeans. Only Dominicans wear cars. For real. Don't forget about the closet full of white jeans he got. Yeah, that's right. I only got one pair. You got like white jeans on every week to things. <laughs> That's true. I don't even wear white jeans, but all right, I'll take it. But shout out to all my Dominican brothers out there. There you go. Hello, who's Your this? Hermanos. This is Ashley from Houston. What's up, y'all? Ashley, what's up? Get it off H-Town. your chest. Man, listen, y'all need to understand that Jay Z and Beyonce are full fledged devil worshippers. What? what? You ain't got nothing else to think about this morning. And Beyonce from Houston yeah, also. Man, you gay. Shut up. <laughs> that, that's not true either. But why you so hurt this morning, sweetheart? Why you so hurt? Voice is like, shut up, Charlamagne. Why you want to argue with people all the time? I'm not arguing. You caught up here with the negativity. I'm sending you healing energy. Well, thank you so much. Man, I'm getting it off my chest. That's thank right. You. Well, yeah, right. True indeed. Wow. But yeah, that's nothing. She came in shooting at everyone. Yeah, nothing she said is true, but we're sending her healing energy. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Colin from Brooklyn. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's good, careful? I don't like how the New York Nets is forcing Kyrie's hand. The Brooklyn Nets. Sorry, the Brooklyn Nets. My bad. The Brooklyn Nets is forcing Kyrie's hand to take the vaccine 
when when you look on the CDC website, it clearly states that the vaccine can kill you, cause heart inflammation, brain inflammation, all types of autoimmune disease. So how can you mandate something that can potentially kill you? Let me ask you a question. Does the CDC website really say that? Did you read it? I'm trying to go. I'm going to go there right now. But where did you hit? Did you read it? Seriously, seriously. It really says the COVID vaccine can kill you. I clearly read on the CDC website <laughs> that the adverse reaction for the vaccine is death. Send me the link. I want to read that. Why is that not front page news? Send me the link. Because front page news, the biggest sponsors I think that whenever you uh, get take any type of vaccine or medication, there's always a potential for adverse reactions, just like when you see a commercial for any type of medication, they give you those warnings. Can I ask you, can so, I, can I ask you a question? You do know like hundreds of millions of people are, va- and are, are vaccinated at this point in America, right? Okay. You so also why, know so that, why are you hundred, also why know why that hundreds of millions of people you. dying? Yeah, but the point is this, Charlemagne. You can't mandate something that can potentially hurt you. Okay. No, 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 no. Is it, is, does it potentially hurt you or does it hurt you? You say you started off saying it does kill you. So I'm just wondering. I'm asking questions here. That's all. Not saying you're right or wrong. Just asking. According to the CDC website, there have been people that have died, that have had heart attacks, aneurysms, heart inflammation, lung inflammation, brain inflammation. So okay. the point is this, Charlemagne. The point is this. If you mandate something, and I fall, I fall within that three percent of people that have an adverse reaction, allow me to, to get compensation for it. Allow me to sue you. The vaccines industry—they they don't allow this. The federal government does not allow this. The suing of them for potential harm to my body. Okay, I'm on. Hey, King, I'm on the CDC website now. My producer just bought it in. It said reports of death after COVID-19 vaccination are rare. More than 390 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines were administered in the U.S. from December 14, 2020, through September 27, 2021. During this time, VAERS received 8,164 reports of death. That's 0.0021 percent among people who received the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> Bravo. So now you see my point. No, we don't. <laughs> what? You know that you have more of a chance of dying from COVID than from the vaccine, right? I think, I think he's saying that. He, I think he's Wait, saying that's he just... not true. Angela, that's not true. Look at the statistics in the report. You have a point zero six. Now, listen, I'm not mad at him I because I think I can win the Powerball. Right. And Thank I, you for and, calling. <laughs> what he's saying is, is he, he don't he, he could be that old point zero zero. And I, that's how I feel about the Powerball. So that, I understand you. The way my anxiety set up. Yeah, but when the it. thing is that when someone when you work for a corporation, if they mandate something, you have an option. Either I work here and do it, or I don't. That's Correct. true. And, and that, it's also true. not just the safety of you; it's the people around you. That's true. I understand where he's coming from. He's no, like, I, mean. I could be that that point zero zero six. Right, and so then you can say it's not worth the risk to me. Right, and you and I don't want to work here because it's exactly. not worth that it's a risk. choice that's it's, a cho- choice. it's still a it's choice. a choice all right well get it off your chest 800-585-1051 now we got rumors on the way yes and let's set it off with the bt hip-hop awards we'll talk about who the winners were last night and then you guys can discuss what parts were the highlights and maybe not all right we'll get into that next it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's Yo. get to the rumors. Let's talk to BT Hip Hop Awards. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, the BET Hip Hop Awards were on last night. As you know, 85 South Show hosted again. Mm -hmm. Young Legends. Yes. And it all opened up with DC Young Fly doing his Soldier Boy You. Cut the music. What? What happened? DC, what are you doing? What you mean? Chico came out here spitting his classic Pimp C verse. And, and, and what is what is this? Yeah, why are you dressed like you signed to the gas station? Let me tell you something. Just because I ain't old as y'all silver right activists, okay? I know what I'm doing. Bruh, this is supposed to be a tribute to the old school. And you, not for the Allied like Soldier Boy, ain't no class. <laughs> He's a classic. Matter of fact, y'all move out of the way. Move out of the way. Right, Let me show y'all something. Do what you do. Uh, dancers! You got this? You got dancers? DC Young Fly can sing, DC Young Fly can dance, DC Young Fly can do it all. Drop on the clues, Bonds for 85 South Show. Man, they killed it yesterday. They killed it. He started doing the Soldier Boy dances. They killed it, man. All the skits were funny. Congratulations to those and, brothers. And if you want more of the 85 South Show, make sure to check out their uh, YouTube channel, the 85 South Show, and make, make sure to check out the 85 South Show podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. We're actually celebrating our one-year anniversary tomorrow with a uh, live podcast in Atlanta. Um, with the 85 South Show Horrible Decisions and hosted by Flame and Raw. All right, now there were also the ciphers, and that's something that we all pay attention to. So let's uh, look at some of them right now. Lakia. This is for all of the people that say I don't know me. Before I got to put a mill on my neck, I let them know I'm the coldest. No, they don't like when I'm talking about the shot on these beats still. I did it again. No, they don't like the fact that I'm the one to compete with. So I'm winning again. They can't take me out of my element. Pull up in forms. I got a settlement. Popping big wish when I walk in the room. Everybody start addressing the elephant. I'm going up. Ain't no settling. Move that I sound before I was a resident. Straight to check off the price. I ain't checking it. Ain't keeping up with no bitches. I'm better than I. She was snapping, but I don't understand why everybody was rapping over the damn Khaled beat. Like yeah. that's that was so redundant. But they usually pick one beat, and I don't remember that. Yeah, Primo usually produced the beat that they usually pick. That's why Primo usually was DJing. So shout out to DJ Head, he was DJing, and I guess that's the record that they got cleared, and everybody Man, has to rap I, over that beat. I guess I never noticed because you know the Primo beat is an original beat. Correct. I've, I, that beat's so familiar. I was just like, why is everybody rapping over this beat? All right. Also, Kid Ken. Ken going up is the only way. Benjamin is my only bay. Me up like I be on the play. They hella mad. I'm hella gay. Stop playing. There's they playing. I be in the jungle with her man Tarzan. He blow a bag with a kid and I land. Then with her man is the big money plan. Look, blowing the fields like Tiffany. All of this stuff I be wearing from Italy. They always talking but never get rid of me. Only 18. Running up everything. Stop it. Name anything you own. I cop it. Everything hot. They pop it. Ken WN. Me popping. All these hang ass hoes watching. Name a that do it like this. Name a bitch who look better than me. Staking paper. Staking trees. I stay at the top. He snapped. Hey. Kid Ken. He's from Chicago, by the way. He's the first openly gay rapper to participate in the cypher. He snapped. He told Paper, when my community sees me in the cypher, they're going to gag. They're going to be so excited because I know they've been waiting for me to literally do what I have to do for my community. And that's what I came to do to represent and do the best I can do. I really feel like I was born for this. No pressure at all. Also, people really enjoyed Tusi. I'll be stuck in her head, got me feeling like eyes are shampoo. Better yet, like some can't too. She said she's not, but I said I can't too. Look, I'm not your regular artist. Uh, trust me, I'm one of the hardest. I put a Russian army in the front yard. That mean a lot of caves in the garden. I put a wide body on a lamb truck. It looks sexy, call it my bitch. I don't ask kiss, I only French kiss. And I don't like grits unless it got shrimp. Uh, way before I even signed the deal, I had the vibes wanting to take pics. We used to post up with the bricks and still leave a chest cold like some bitch. I went from EBT to the BT. What's the EDD? I'm rich. But why would I rich a milli my wrist? I can go spend a million on a crib, dick. Yeah. Salute to like uh, Susie, okay. South Coast Music Group. Arnold, Arnold Taylor, what's happening? 
And Tyler, the creator, he got the first ever BET Cultural Influence Award from LL Cool J. Playboy Cardi has a line, bought my mom a house off this mumbling And I always get like teared up when he says that because like this thing that's a hobby or a pastime or a passion for us, a lot of people in here, that kept us out of trouble. And it allowed us to change our family lives, our friends' lives, our lives. And I, d I definitely think that I've created my own path, but it's people who allowed me to understand that I can do that, who laid the blueprint. He had a big night last night, and Nelly got the I Am Hip Hop Icon Award and performed. Some of y'all from the heartland, or if you're from Missouri or any part like that, you know, we don't get a lot of this. We don't get a lot of chances to stand on stage and say, yeah, it's our turn. So um, this just ain't for me. This is for my whole area. It's a little different when you're trying to rep for you and your crew and when you're trying to rep for a whole state. And just to be clear, I never had a cosign. Nobody stood on stage and put their arm around me. Nobody uh, gave me a feature. Nobody put a chain around my neck. I got thrown in the deep end and was told to swim. Dropping the clues bonds for Nelly. Nelly. Dropping the clues bonds for Tyler, the creator. Now, Tyler, the creator, everybody was like, uh, asking what was in his bag. He had a sweater and a blankie. He said sometimes it gets cold at the BET Awards, so that's what he had in his bag. And Tyler also got Hip Hop Album of the Year. Mm -hmm. No the snacks? You're going to bring the blankie. Nah, no you got to bring snacks, that's, And then he said he was most excited. He said he wanted to see if uh, LL Cool J really licked his lips all the time, so he was looking forward to seeing if he did that when he gave him that award. Dope. All right, next up, we got front page news. That's and right. we'll talk about the Facebook whistleblower. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible is your source for best-selling audiobooks, hot new releases, and popular podcasts, plus exclusive titles you can't find anywhere else. It's all in the one app. Get your first one free when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Yankees are home. Yankees are home. That's right. They lost their wild card game last night. They lost to Boston 6-2. Now, tonight, uh, WNBA, the Sky take on the Sun and the Mercury take on the Aces. And what else we got, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about this Facebook whistleblower, Frances Hagen, a 37-year-old former Facebook product manager. Mm -hmm. She worked on civic integrity issues at the company, and she was questioned by a commerce subcommittee about what Facebook-owned Instagram knew about the effects that the platform was having on young users, amongst other issues, and national security concerns, uh, understaffing, things like that. Here's what she had to say about government regulation of Facebook. When we realized big tobacco was hiding the harms it caused, the government took action. When we figured out cars were safer with seatbelts, the government took action. And when our government learned that opioids were taking lives, the government took action. I implore you to do the same here. Today, Facebook shapes our perception of the world by choosing the information we see. Even those who don't use Facebook are impacted by the majority who do. A company with such frightening influence over so many people over their deepest thoughts, feelings, and behavior needs real oversight. She also mm. says she believes Facebook's products harms children, stokes division, weakens our democracy, and she said the leadership knows how to make Facebook and Instagram safer but won't make the necessary changes because they have put their astronomical profits before people. Congressional action is needed. They won't solve this crisis without your help. You know, uh, question, she's considered a whistleblower because she worked there, right? So mm -hmm. what about what about the great documentary, uh, The Social Dilemma, which essentially says all of the same things. Were they considered whistleblowers, too? I don't uh, know. 
I, I guess you have to also talk before the Senate panel and do all that, uh, you know, so she's e- actually testifying. Either way, they're all correct. And I guarantee, you know, in the future, we're going to see the impact of social media on the human brain. Like, our social media habits are not normal. And I can also hear y'all saying, no, you can't regulate social media. They're taking away our freedom. Y'all ain't got no freedom because you slaves to your damn smartphones. All right, and as you said, it's not the first time that there's been a whistleblower coming forward about Facebook, but this is the first time that it's been the subject of congressional hearings. So, oh, well, no, it's not the first time it's been the subject of a congressional hearing. So uh, there's just been a lot of scrutiny around Facebook lately. And Mark Zuckerberg did respond, by the way. What do you say? Now, he responded to these claims. He did a, a post on his official Facebook page last night. He said, it's difficult to see coverage that misrepresents our work and our motives at the most basic level. I think most of us just don't recognize the false picture of the company that it's being painted. He said the thing I saw, uh, he also says the argument that we deliberately push content that makes people angry for profit is deeply illogical. We make money from ads and advertisers consistently tell us they don't want their ads next to harmful or angry content. And I don't know any tech company that sets out to build products that make people angry or depressed. The moral business and product incentives all point in the opposite direction. And he said, we spent uh, the past 24 hours debriefing how we can strengthen our systems against this kind of failure as far as the outage that happens. He said, this was also a reminder of how much our work matters to people. The deeper concern with an outage like this isn't how many people switch to competitive services or how much money we lose, but what it means for the people who rely on our services. I mean, it is interesting, though, because, you know, you've read stories before where a lot of these tech moguls who invented these social media apps, they've banned their children from it. You know what I mean? They, or they, limit their time. Yeah, they've limited their screen time for it. They either banned their kids from it or limited their screen time from it. I remember when uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook said, don't let your kids use social media. So, I mean, clearly they know yeah, that but, there's but a lot you, of but risk. you have that option as a parent to ban your kids. My kids are not on social media. My younger kids... I won't. I won't allow them to get it till they get to a certain age. So I mean, you, you, you and can, they were trying to do that Instagram kids, but it didn't end up happening. But Mark Zuckerberg also said in his letter, letter, the reality is that young people use technology. Think about how many school age kids have phones. Rather than ignoring this, technology companies should build experiences that meet their needs while also keeping them safe. We're deeply committed to doing industry-leading work in this area. A good example of this work is Messenger Kids, which is widely recognized as better and safer than alternatives. And I'll be honest, my kids are in, in so many things outside the house. Like, I try to put them in everything. They don't have time for social media. Like, even even my son, who's 17, he, he plays football. He ain't got time for social media. He might be on maybe 20, 30 minutes a day. Yeah. But between books, studying, and playing football, they ain't got no time. I yeah. feel like I barely be on social media because I'm... Yeah, I mean, if they really cared about humans, they would take breaks. It'd be like social media breaks, like social media apps would shut down for like a, a week, a month, just to give everybody a, a chance to reset their brain. But they'll never do that. You know why? Because of profits. You see how much money Mark Zuckerberg lost yeah. in those six hours that I, Facebook I, Yeah, was but down. think about think somebody like Boosie who doesn't like when his Instagram is shut down because do he's missing out on I money. I think it's to, to each individual person. I don't I don't think everybody has a social media problem. And like That's you said, a damn you sh- lie. You shut it down for a week and there's people that live off of it. That's how they create their business. And I, I don't think you should be able These to... People, that's nah. a damn lie. These people are addicted to social media and don't even know it. We all are and don't even know it. Nah, that's a fact. And, and I guarantee you Addiction in the future... is a strong word. I don't think everyone is addicted. You think everyone's addicted? Okay, next time you're out in public, just look around. And look at what everybody's doing. I guarantee you most people are just sit, looking down at their phones. Yeah, just, just, just do it. Just, just observe. Go out and observe your surroundings. Whether you're in the airport, whether you're at a restaurant, 
guarantee you majority people I don't just feel sitting like down looking at their phones. But they had the outage the other day. I didn't even know until somebody yeah, told me. Either. They were like, are your apps working? Yeah, and then think, it didn't mean anything to me. I don't think you could shut down for a week or a month. Nah, you, you, you take away people's rights when they can look at things and when they don't want to look at things. I don't think what do you mean right. you take away their rights? I don't I don't think you should be able to shut down. I mean, you're going to shut down social media for a week or shut it down for a month for people's... In order to reset people's brains? No. Yes, why not? No. It's like I'm taking a mental health break because guess what? If, if somebody uh, doesn't have the wherewithal to take one on their own, do it for them. That's like saying, you know what? We should take the music away for a week because you know it got to reset the brains because some of these music has bad influences. What on are kids you talking about? Yes, it's, it's no, all about that's bad not influence. what I'm talking about. Yes, it no, is. No, that's a false equivalency. I, I think you have a parent and, you, and your and how parents. and how can you have freedom if you're a slave to your social media? Who's a slave to their social media? Not everybody's a slave to their social uh, media. You're not paying attention then. No, I am paying attention. You're I, clearly I, not paying. I, attention. I know my kids and my family is not a slave to any of the social media because I make sure that they are not as a parent and as a father and as a family person. I make sure that they are not, and that's my job. I you're actually feel like I need to be posting more because I don't even think I post. I'm not even on it like that. I look, you know, when I look at social media, when I'm trying to do my stories for the next day or when I'm checking things for work, but I could also just Google things and do it. It's just easier. But I could like on the weekend, I'm not really on it. I just think it's a very telltale sign when you see a lot of these tech moguls. Don't let their kids use it. That right. tells you all you need to know. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, RZA will be joining us. We're going to kick it with RZA, of course, from Wu-Tang. So we're going to talk to him. When we come back now, um, part two of Wu-Tang American Saga is uh, is on now, right? Yeah, it's on Hulu now. They're it's up to now. episode seven. They've already uh, been playing one through six. I think seven's out now also. All right, so we'll talk to them when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The ruler Zigzag Zigalong. Rizza. Good morning, sir. Peace. Good morning, indeed. How's everything? How you feeling, man? Feel good, yo. Feel good. Had one of them long New York nights, though. So, you know, you got a studio? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Who's working on? I was um, I'm working on a score for this LeBron thing, actually. Yeah, I haven't been in the studio till four in the morning and maybe like. Yes. Wow. But it was like, yeah, I went late, yo. Hold on, that sounds interesting. The LeBron thing scored by the RZA. Yeah, well, something we're doing for um, doing for Calm, mm -hmm. keeping it calm. Oh, yeah, 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 the Calm app. I love the Calm yeah. app. I got one at the crib. Exactly. You yeah. got to balance that chi, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The funniest thing about it is promoting sleep. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I was up to four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Finishing you know, it up. You know, you made a comment before the interview started. She said, you're looking younger and younger, man. And you do. Like, you look... Very vibrant, very, very healthy, you, very thank alive. You. Thank you, thank you. Keeping that proper diet, I guess, you know what I mean? Word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What evolution came first, the mental or physical for you? It kind of parallels, right? Mm -hmm. Once you get knowledge of yourself, you know, you think more of yourself. You look at yourself a certain way. So, yeah, it was parallel, but it was progressive, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I probably had gained more knowledge than I was activating. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, you start distilling knowledge down to yourself and start living out your words or living out your ideas. I had a, I you know like like time is is like the medium. Everything must pass through, but in your mind, it's immediate. Mm -hmm. like you could be home right now, but it's gonna take you time to mm -hmm. get there. But I think when I was um just coming more and more in tune with myself, just start realizing that you know mental is good, but you gotta have the physical to match it, right? Absolutely. Or you ain't here. All right. So yeah, it came it came parallel. Now Wu Tang and American Saga, right? I'm not gonna lie. When when it first came out, I wasn't really into it. And the reason I wasn't really into it is not because of... It's hard to see things that you grew up through. Like watching Notorious, watching a lot of these hip-hop where I lived, I don't want to watch it because you're scared they're going to get the story wrong. Mm. 
I was on a plane one day, and thank God for planes, because the planes have the American saga on the plane, <laughs> and you can catch it. Uh, so I'm on a plane, and I fly so much, I done seen every movie. I was like, you know what? Let me give this a shot. And when I seen it, I was very impressed, and, and I really loved it. The, the characters, and I know pre people are like, envy you late. Yeah, I am. But it was the, the, the way that the characters were, how they tied into each individual person on Wu-Tang, how it's so much similarities, the realness of the stories. I really enjoyed the American Saga season one. Wow, thank you, yo. I really enjoyed the music, the, the, the whole feeling was very impressive. Well, I appreciate that. You know, me and my partner, Alex C., when we first, you know, tried to say we're going to make this a TV show, it was, it was like, how how are you going to do it? Uh, is, it an, if there's, is there enough story here for dramatization? You know what I mean? And not just for, you know, when you're doing TV, they don't never want one season. I mean, you can't walk in there, yeah, I got one. One, man, we don't we don't play with ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You got to have it really scoped out for three to five to even get to the table. And so we sat down and we just went through, you know, through the history. Um, and we just, just started like, yo, yeah, this is definitely a TV show here. And it's definitely a lot of information that could be dramatized over a course of time. But more important for me was that that information had inspiration to it. So I hope if you, when you watch it, you see that we was not just telling the story of, not just telling Wu-Tang's story, really. It's telling the story of just growing up in New York doing hip hop. Mm -hmm. right. So many people had to go to the record stores and dig for their crates, come across the guards and nerves, come across the, the Israelite brothers, you know, ripping with each other, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's so much that a lot of us lived, you know, people getting choked out in the community by by the C ciphers back then, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Moms knowing that you're slinging, you know what I mean? But you also helping pay the rent, mm -hmm. so swallowing it. So, so many of us lived that. And I, so I thought it was, you know, best to tell the story, dramatize it, take off some of the uh, some of the things we try to hide. Cause you know, Wu-Tang was always saying stuff in our lyrics. Absolutely. But, you know, not as, you know, I think not as, um, not as detailed as you can, because a picture could say a thousand words. The best way I can say it. You that know what I like the the best about it too. One thing from the first season, it really does show how you were very talented, right? The young Rizzo was very talented, but you also didn't have the money or the means to be able to get the equipment that you wanted to get. And then also a lot of different things pulling on you where you could have went the wrong direction at any point, but it's not really what your focus was. But there's just so many things that could happen to derail your situation. Yeah. And that's, once again, it's a lot of us, right? Mm -hmm. How many homies is, is locked up from two seconds of a bad decision in the pond box, basically, you know what I mean? You know, in season two, you know, we talked about a couple of things that, you know, that was definitely kind of tabooish, you know what I mean? You know, going to see you know, Ghost actually getting into a struggle and getting—I don't even like talking about it because it's because he's here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But catching the bullet, you know, what I mean, in the midst of negativity. But in his case, you know, he was doing what he was doing, bust and bust back. Um, but then in Chef's case, it wasn't—it was—it was what it was accidental. Mm -hmm. right? You could just be in the hood, and it, and it, you could just catch an accidental shot. You know what I mean? Um, so those things, like I said, happened to a lot of people in our generation, but still happening mm -hmm. in this generation. It made me realize that, you know, even back then, you, people were a little more forgiving, right? Mm. And, and the reason I say that is, you know, there's a scene in the first episode where you go into the store and you're about to steal uh, the SP-12, the beat-making machine. Mm -hmm. And the guy saw you. Right. This day and age, they would have called the police, they would have ran down on you, they would have right. tackled you, cops would have been outside with guns to your head. But he caught you and said, <laughs> right. bro, put it back, and, and I see nothing. 
Exactly. But you, you don't have that no more. And I was like, I, I remember doing. Yeah, man, yeah, like New York was like that, right? Be like, bruh. I'm like, ah, right, you got me. But the fact yeah. you put it back and didn't buck back on the guy, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. That's the crazy thing. New York definitely was always rough, but definitely had a certain type of honor to it, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm, I'm in a different age bracket right now, so I don't know if the honor is still there, but I I, I pray that it's still there. Mm-hmm. But I definitely say that when we showing our art and showing our craft, that we hopefully are reinstilling it. You know what I mean? It was also a lot more difficult back then to even have access to make music. Like you said, having to get that equipment, that's expensive. And having to have the power to be able to do that and get everything. I feel like now people can be talented, but it's a lot more accessible because of technology. Oh, definitely. We we did uh, episode six last week. And it was called Protect Your Neck. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, which was so cool because, you know, because we went kind of through the whole process of, of making the record. But even the idea of after you make the record, what happens? Now you can make it, upload on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. it's there. Correct. Then, mm-hmm. man, you got to go down to disc makers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pay them get it pressed up front, <laughs> get it pressed up, hope, get a test pressing first, right? Listen to that, agree to it. Then order what your five hundred or your five thousand copies and wait. Right. Wow. What, what was How the long process? was the wait? Yeah, I was gonna say what was the process? Yo, five thousand copies. They may give you. Look, they always gonna promise you in three weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just like, yo, yeah, we get that. That's a long time weeks. to wait. Nah, it may take you six weeks to get that. And then when you got it, so what you got it? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gonna play it? All right, we got more with the Rizzo. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Rizza. Now, what was the process of actually getting your first record played? Now you're a, a, a group of brothers from Staten Island and different parts of New York. And now you got to go to, at the time, it was Flex, right? Because Flex was... Right. F- well, stretching Barbito. Stretching yeah, Barbito Stretching Barbito was, was the two main. Yeah, Flex, Stretching Barbito. Including the mixtape. Red Alert and Chuck... Chuck Chill Out. Chuck Chill Out. I'm missing one. Kid Capri. Kid Capri. Kid Capri, yep. All right. And not to forget, I, and I was talking about the, the classic brothers. Can't forget Mr. Magic. Mr. And, Magic, yep. And, um, you know, the brothers over there, right? But the crazy thing is that that's almost impossible to get it played, bro. Right. You know, in episode seven, we explore that. We explore, like, how do you get your record played? And for us, yo, know what we did? The same way we was doing Foolishness, which was driving out of state, getting your hustle on, mm-hmm. we drove out of state and went to radio stations, college radio stations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we actually do a, a funny thing in, um, in episode seven, you know, which is uh, we kind of, we dramatize the idea because uh, Stretch and Barbito, they really, uh, uh, in their documentary, it was, you know, they, they talked about how who came up and all of us came to the station, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And, um, you know, and back in those days, you know what I mean? Brothers was like, whatever, we'll kick in the door to get in. But the way we dramatize it, I think, uh, the fans gonna get a kick out of it because we did it in a way that's unexpected mm-hmm. uh, and at the same time very respectful paying homage because nobody like nobody was no chump or mm-hmm. or whatever whatever you know everybody was holding their ground and holding their position right you could say yo play that shit. you know homie like yeah yeah I'll play it but you might not play that yo and you see him when you mm-hmm. see him when you don't see him right. right but like they said when they listened to it themselves it was like yo this Mm, this sound like something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's play it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And um, and it, it started a fire. One of the first homies I never forget. Uh, like uh, his name is G. G. Remember G, G? G used to be on his bike all the time, yeah. sweating all the time. I G, love G from Philly. From Philly. <laughs> yep. <used> so <laughs> he was working at a radio station called uh, WPRB. 
I think mm-hmm. that's Princeton or something. And I, I went down there when I was Prince Rakim. It was me, Tretch, uh, Naughty by Nature, you know, and we went there like promoting our singles back, you know, when OPP was their single. And, well, that's, that was Tommy Boy, right? Yeah, like Tommy yeah. Boy. That's Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah, Princeton, New Jersey, right? And he, he actually turned my Oh, We Love You, Rakim record over and checked out the B-side, Sexcapades, and was like, yo, you know what I mean? So he was kind of feeling the vibe. So one day, he, you know, um, he invited us, me and Tresh, to go in and freestyle. And on the freestyle, we went in. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, that don't sound like your record. Like, where's, like, why are you rhyming like that? But on your record, you rhyming all like this. But he kind of kept an eye, you know, eye out for me. And when me and Dirty uh, went up there, just no record deal, just going up to the radio stations, and we just aired it out for him. He's played that on the, on the radio a few mm-hmm. times. So we had like a little small relationship. And when the, we protect, when we had protect your neck, we actually, you know, drove to him. It was like boom, gave it to him too. And he played it immediately. But he was like, "There's rooting for us." Eventually, he ended up working for our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we hired him to do our street team marketing. But point being made, sometimes it's those obscure mm-hmm. little college stations mm-hmm. where kid don't even get paid to, to work there. Right? You work there just because you want to work there. And right? she used to go hard. He used to go super hard. It's um, hard to find that, like somebody that, because I remember I was in college at the time, and he was um, like, "Yo, you want to book Wu Tang?" It was ten thousand dollars for the whole Wu Tang. <laughs> Dang! But I mean, they were just getting started. That's a steal. You know, it's funny that you say that. No, we <laughs> we did a show for Texas, one hundred dollars. For how many people? I Nine. Get out there for hundred dollars. Oh we was God. just we was just van taking the van, just going wherever we was going. So the show was a hundred dollars, <laughs> right? How'd y'all break that down? Check it out. <laughs> Check this out. It was a wild Texas crew. It was. It turned to a whole big fight, guns, all that. We 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 actually hit the hit the road on that one. You know what I mean? We wasn't. You know what I mean? Hit we, the road, man. We wasn't spending the night. We was getting out of dodge. Yeah, right yo, there. got in the yo. It was like get to the vans. So it was like it was on. We got back to the hotel. The hundred dollars was fake. Oh, oh. Man. <laughs> oh my god. So. Yeah, that's humble beginnings. You know, <laughs> no pizza I mean? tonight for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I remember. I remember our first show we did was at the. Um, it's called the Showboat in Brooklyn. Anybody remember the Showboat? The Showboat, yeah. Yeah, another. You know, first night, same thing. That was two hundred dollars. They booked us. Same thing. You know, club ended in a shootout. Two hundred dollars, and 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 you know, we're gonna do it two hundred dollars. I mean, and most brothers kind of gave theirs to ODB because he, you know, he had the children and kind of like for him, it was like. That's some pampers, that's some mm-hmm. milk, that's, that's to keep it moving, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that was in the very beginning phases. Now, a lot of people also didn't know this, and I saw everyone talking about it, the fact that you were facing some time in prison during this time also. So I know yeah. you explore that on season two. Yeah, we explore that. You know, just like I said, being young and, and being caught up. I like how we dramatize that as well because you don't realize like how much violence come out of fear you know what i mean what you mean it's just like if you probably did a psychological survey of all the mm-hmm. homies who mm-hmm. locked up mm-hmm. for busting somebody or whatever whatever of course money will do it mm-hmm. right money will get you to do mm-hmm. it drugs will get you to do it but fear you know what i mean you know if it's fear for your life uh fear of your pride fear of being considered a coward yep yeah, pride yeah, yeah, yeah. repercussions yeah you know we we had a uh, we used a line in a a line in a um in the in the series where the, the lawyer just asks, asks the character Bobby, right? He says, Bobby, why do you carry a gun? And the answer is, yo, in my neighborhood, more people carry guns than I did. Mm-hmm. 
you liable to have a homie with a gun, but he won't have his ID on him. You know what I mean? And he was like, but why? And it's just like, yo, at the end of the day, it's almost like a symbol of respect. Mm -hmm. Protects you from losing a fight. You know, but somebody don't want to even, like, like you know, you can't take a punch in the face, right? Before you do that, you're like, yo, you want to just go all the way and mm -hmm. end it. So fear has a lot to do with a lot of our actions, especially in our youth, and not knowing the long-term uh, repercussions of what it of what it brings, you know? That's why I've, I've learned not to judge people when they're in survival mode. Right. You know what I mean? Because people do anything to survive sometimes. Yeah. How much time did you actually have to spend in real life in jail before? Oh, that, they got dropped. Any time at all? Yeah, I only did like 30, 40 days. How was that, though? Because you were so young, and that wasn't something that, a place that you even yeah, that's, that's could why, see yourself. That's all it took me was that. You know, some, some brothers, I <laughs> mean, do three years, come back, do another bid. After about 40, 45 days, I already was like, this ain't for me. You know what I mean? Once they was like, but they was going to put me in a hole for a fight or whatever, and I didn't, it wasn't adding up. You know what I mean? That's another thing I think, you know, like I said, when you think about your pride, and I, I'm saying this to the young brothers out there, because, you know, pride is definitely something, uh, mis misdirected pride. Like, I mean pride of being proud of being a black man, proud mm -hmm. of being a white man, proud of being a beautiful woman. That's different, but proud of just the frivolous idea that you got to protect the false ego. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a detriment. That's right. And I think that, um, you know, at one point, brothers thought going and doing the bid was cool. Hey, right? yo, yeah, I just did my bid, son. Up in Rikers, yo, yeah, you know what I mean? I had to open sun up, you know what I mean? Hit him mm -hmm. with a buck 50 across his face. Yeah, yeah, you sound exciting, don't it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You thinking about when you go in there, then you get up in there, like Coogee Rap said, you won't be smiling in Rikers Island right. once you get there. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, this took me, you know, that one time, you know, twice I did two, two, two little 40 day bids up like that, or two stretches. And it was just for me, I was like, nah, this is not the place for, 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 at the time, Rakim Allah. And I, and I came out and just reconverted that. All right, we got more with the Risen. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Rizza, of course, from Wu-Tang. Now, Yee. What about TJ Adams? I thought he did a great job as Old Dirty Bastard. How did you prep him for that? Wow, TJ is doing a great job. And he's actually, you know, going, you know, he's talked to the family, watches all the tapes. And I want to give a shout out to Chris Robinson because Chris Robinson found TJ Adams. So Chris Robinson did the pilot. Uh, when you do a TV show, so whoever does the pilot actually sets the tone. Mm -hmm. And and he prescribed TJ Adams as ODB um, and Davies as Method Man. He, because he, he had did another movie with uh, Davies. He was like, yo. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, then you know, we met him and Meth loved him as loved him as 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 as, as Method Man. Um and the thing with TJ Adams is that the crazy thing, I don't mind sharing this out loud, is that, you know, since Ice Cube's son played himself, you know, Y D B wanted to play his pops, you know what I mean? But we gave him a chance to audition, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But he didn't go take the acting classes. Acting is acting. You gotta right. you gotta have a you gotta have some skill set to even do it. And um and Chris had, I think he worked with TJ on something else and he just put him in front of us and was like, yo, this kid has it. And yo, he's killing it. You mm -hmm. know? I often wonder, can ODB's energy truly be captured on camera though? Cause I mean, I never met ODB, but it's like hip hop folklore at this right. point. Like, can, mm -hmm. can it ever really be captured on film or TV? You know what, this kid is, this kid is doing a great job, yo. 
I think episode eight. When episode eight comes out, he's gonna uh, open up a little bit, and um, yeah, he's feeling it, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm t- once again, I'm telling him to chill out because I, uh, you know, I hung out with him at a party. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, kid, listen. You know what I mean? I met him in real life too. He a little it's, wild. It's, it's getting a little, it's getting a little yeah. <laughs> like he's headed, he's headed right to that energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you gotta be careful. You know, don't let the you know, they say life imitate art, art imitate life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know which uh, side of the spectrum when you're on. Mm-hmm. Listen, another folklore story with you and Dirty, right? Sitting in the audience when Dirty ran up on stage, Wu-Tang is for the children. What was that conversation before he with went the up the Grammy. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't at the Grammy. First, oh. it happened. We was at the American Music Awards at first, mm-hmm. and we all came dressed in, in Wu-Wear. You know what I mean? Like, it was like <laughs> everybody had on their tux and their suits. <laughs> We were sitting there, and it was, and we didn't win. And I think, you know, he he felt the equation, you know, the equation of, you know, like yo, we can't be like maybe because we got on this on hip hop gear, maybe mm-hmm. I go put on the suit, get it right. But but I did tell a song. I said, um, I might have said something more profound to him. I was like, yo, listen, G, they're not gonna give it to us. They're gonna give it to somebody. We just gonna validate them. And that's 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 my wizard conspiracy mind. It's like. You know, let's let's pit this this guy beside this guy. This is the man. This mm-hmm. is the champ, right? But we'll let him win because he has to validate him. You know what I mean? I felt I felt at that time that that was more the situation because not that nobody music wasn't um, as good as their music was, but it's their best hip hop album. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Ooh, did he won right? No way out. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But life after death was in that category too, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was a dope one. Yeah, that was yeah. incredible. You know what I mean? So, but you know, he he was really passionate about you know, man. That's <laughs> that ain't that ain't what it is. And um, he walked on the stage. Imagine that, though. Right? You didn't know that was gonna happen. Nah, I didn't know he that did. was gonna so happen. So you saw him get up and <laughs> I did not know that. that <laughs> did he say, "Let me go to the bathroom," or did he just went front <laughs> to the stage? He didn't say nothing. Yeah, yo, you know, <laughs> a chef was there with him. Mm-hmm. So we get Ray on here. <laughs> mm-hmm. He could give you the ins and outs, you know what I mean. But I just know at the American the Music Awards when we, lo- you know, when we lost, he stomped out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And you kind of we didn't see him for a minute. You just, and then, then the Grammys is like, yo, he just did like, yo, he wasn't going for it. <laughs> but and we we've seen artists do that since like the Kanye's and stuff. But it wasn't nothing like that. That was an one. exciting moment. That actually made the whole thing exciting. Yeah, to it watch. wasn't nothing like Truthfully. that one. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Dirty with an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you mentioned Ghost. You know, Ghost my favorite MC of all time. And they just announced Supreme Clientele 2, but with Kanye and Mike Dean. I'm like, can you make a Supreme Clientele 2 without RZA? Because you, uh-huh. you produced most of Supreme Clientele Part 1, mixed a lot of it with Ghost. Like, I mean, they started. I'll pop in that studio. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll be right in the studio hanging out with them. Mikey Dean is is on fire anyway. It's my man Kanye is is you know genius at what he does. You know so and y'all collaborations have been nuts. I was listening to my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy a couple weeks ago. I was like, God, it's one of the greatest albums of any genre ever. And he 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 is his passion for music and his homage to Supreme Clientele. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Jay loves that album. You know what I mean? So that'd be really good good hands for Ghost to rock in. And I'll, I'll pop in just for the, for the sport of it. It gotta be more than a pop in though, I think. 
You thought that's Supreme Clientele too? If that was just another album, right, right, I'd right. Like, all right, cool, but, but Supreme Clientele too? Come on. But you know, you want me to keep making these shows for us, right? Let me keep making this. Maybe, maybe they, maybe it's another season of that, right? Word. Supreme uh, Wu Tang season seven. <laughs> Supreme clientele too. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely check out Wu Tang and American Saga. I can't wait to see this one. Like I said, it's. What I are you up to? One. Episodes one through six so far. Oh. Yeah, this week will be seven. Okay. So. Definitely check it out. We appreciate you for joining us, brother. Uh, yeah, thanks, I know we got Rizza. a million more stories we could be telling. One hundred percent. Rizza, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Ryan Henry. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, if you guys recall, Ryan Henry from Black Ink Crew, Chicago. Him and his best friend, I guess now ex-best friend, Anthony Lindsay, had a falling out when he found out that Ryan Henry slept with his child's mother. Well, the two of them are having a sit-down for the first time, and here's what happens. I probably would end up taking a bullet for you. I made you my son's godfather. If you betray me, how can I have my son to trust you? You I hurt more than just you. Man, it wasn't a lot, lot of you. Exactly. One act. Act. So what I'm saying is, this was my bull of the most bull of a outlet to just sabotage that I didn't care no more. It was not about you. It should have been about me, though. It should have been about me. But it should have been about me. It should have. And I was wrong. Sheesh, that was a scandal. Huh. And it's so funny because we were just talking about this with yeah, Omarion and Fizz. But I guess they weren't best friends. But how, how did this end? How, how, how was the end of it? Did they... Except well, an apology or, or was it just a promo? It's the premiere episode of Black and Crew Chicago. So it's their first time uh, sitting down. And he found out, by the way, while he was battling cancer, that Ryan was sleeping with his child's mother for over a year and a half. Yeah, I saw some of that because he, um, what's, the, what's the other guy's name? Not Ryan. Anthony. Yeah, he went on Kendra G's Instagram Live. Mm. And they used some of that on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan know he was wrong. He apologized, but you know, just some things I, I can't trust you again after that. I just, I just can't. That was his best friend. You, mm-hmm. you're the child's godfather. Yep. That's a lot. All right, now Big Daddy Kane has confirmed that he is doing verses. It's official. October seventeenth at Barclays Center, he'll be battling KRS-One. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think? I love it. I mean, that's incredible. I love it. Who got it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. KRS got a lot of records and so does Big Daddy Kane. It's it's gonna be good. And they're both great on stage. Yes, they're they both are. great performers. Yes, they are. It's so gonna be I, a good I mean one. That, that's like if you've never seen what the epitome of an MC is, I think people got people saw it with Jadakiss, mm-hmm. you know, versus Dipset. That was MC. But this is where they got it from. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you another aspect of this I love because you know it's Halloween season, which means it's horror season. And this is also in partnership with USA's upcoming horror series, Chucky. So the captain says, want to play? We got a new Versus on the way. Oh, <laughs> and I, I actually said that with, with, when Jadakiss, uh, after Jadakiss Versus, I mean the Locked Dipset Versus, I said that was KRS-One levels of emceeing. That was KRS-One levels of crowd yeah, control. So absolutely. now y'all get to see... KRS-One. You know, KRS-One. KRS-One. It's, it's going to be good. <laughs> That's going to be a good one, man. 
Uh, right now, YouTube has terminated two channels that are linked to R. Kelly because of their creator responsibility guidelines. And that was after R. Kelly's conviction in the sex trafficking trial. They said that the company might remove a user for on and or off platform behavior that they consider to be inappropriate. So those two channels are R. Kelly TV and R. Kelly Vivo. Both now have messages saying that the accounts have been terminated. Also, Vivica, Vivica A. Fox is going in on people who are saying that uh, she's close to R. Kelly. I saw her on, on Twitter. Uh, somebody said, Miss Vivica Fox, let's talk about how you were around R. Kelly when a lot of this was going down. I guess you said you wouldn't snitch, and now you're calling him a snitch because he wants to out the other pedophiles. I figured street code wouldn't matter in this case. You scared, and she responded, look here, a-hole. I had no idea he was abusing young women. I'm a stand-up woman, so don't you dare bring your bitch A over here and call me a coward. Now what? Then she ended up blocking the person. Now, another thing that happened was Selena Johnson on Cocktails with Queens on Fox Soul uh, discussed these recent reports about R. Kelly and says that he does not need to be in jail. I think he has really been misjudged here. I don't think he needs to be in jail. I think he needs to be in an insane asylum. I think he needs to be in a straitjacket. I think some of the behavior that has been going down has been erratic. And I think that a lot of black men in jail have been misjudged. Yeah, her saying he doesn't need to be in jail doesn't mean that she's saying he shouldn't uh, be held to the consequences of his actions. She's just saying he needs to be in a it's psych asylum. ward. Mm -hmm. I understand what she's saying. I mean, he clearly has some psychological problems and jail is not going to change that. He'll probably go to jail and, you know, continue the same behavior. You know, but but to her point, it is a lot of people in prison who don't need to be in prison. They need to be committed somewhere like a psych ward. Do they not give you help while you're in jail? I was wondering that. I thought they got those services in prison, but I'm not sure. Because I know somebody who went to jail for like 23 years and he did tell me he got he was in um he was doing therapy constantly, and now he's aware of why he did what he did, mm. and that he was getting constant help. But so. I, w I wonder how you how do you help a pedophile? That's a great you know question. I mean? how, like how how do you help him? Say don't do it again, and they don't do it. Like it, it has to be. Something and I'm in the sure brain. it's a longer process I mean, than I mean, that. I mean, no, of course, it's something in the brain. Though. And that's a great question, and that is a conversation that you know I, we we've been having. But it's because you want to you you want it to be preventive measures, right? Because you would want to spot this early, correct? In somebody. So you can curb the behavior early so they don't harm people. Right, but also if they do have that problem, you know what I mean, and you can spot it early, what do you do in that situation? Do you lock them up because you know it can happen? I really have no idea. Or do you a, just keep an eye question. on them? You know what I mean? But, you know, how, how do you, you know, cure a pedophile? If You know, how do you prevent it? I don't know. All you YouTube people that know everything about COVID and the vaccine, <laughs> could y'all give us the research y'all yeah, been doing on out. this? Yeah, help could us out a little bit. Send us some of the research y'all been doing on this. They know. All right, and shout out to Ed Sheeran. He is joining The Voice as a mega mentor starting October 25th for season 21. He'll be okay. part of the knockout rounds following the battle rounds. And that should be pretty exciting for anybody that gets paired up with Ed Sheeran. Mm -hmm. Dropping a clue bombs for Ed Sheeran. It's my guy. I want to see that. Yes, and then coaches Kelly Clarkson, Ariana Grande, John Legend, and Blake Shelton will choose the winner from their team to advance to the live playoffs. And then each coach has one steal opportunity in the knockouts. So what that mean? Uh, so he's not a judge? He's part of the knockout round. So he'll be using his experience and he'll be mentoring artists and helping them. So mm -hmm. he's not a judge but mm -hmm. he's going to be helping to mentor them. Uh, and he's a coach. Like, Well, they have coaches, but he's just mentoring. Mm. All right, well, that is your rumor reports. All right, thank you, Missy. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, this morning is a public service announcement. You know what I mean? Uh, I really want to stop some of you kids, you know, from dying. 
Simple as that. Because <laughs> what, what y'all are doing right now on the taco of the ticks going to get y'all killed. Okay? Let's talk about the Slapper Teacher Challenge when we come back four after the hour. The what? Okay. That's right. Let's talk about this four they after the some hour. some of my teachers. All right. We'll talk about it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. Don't you wish everything was as easy as getting quality coverage from the General Insurance? The General offers the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Switch to the General and you could save over $500. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for Donkey of the Day. I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny sweet <laughs> say out his mouth. If you gotta say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. Donkey of the Day right there. <laughs> Turn the goddamn up. The Breakfast Club, bitch. You can call me the Donkey of the Day, but like... I mean no harm. Donkey of the day for Wednesday, October 5th goes to all you poor little tick ticks. Okay, all you talkers of the ticks. You know, I don't like the word tick because I'm from the country, Moscona, South Carolina. Drop on the clues, boss from Moscona. Okay. We used to burn ticks off dogs. All right, ticks are blood sucking parasites. And anybody participating in this tick tick trend, okay, this tick tick challenge is absolutely a blood sucking parasite. All right, the latest trend on TikTok. <sighs> Is the slap a teacher challenge. Now, I take this personal because I am the mother of a public school teacher, okay? My mother has been an English teacher in the Berkeley County school system for a long time, okay? She is the reason I am such an avid reader, and she gave me the greatest advice once when she told me, read things that don't pertain to you, which led me to read every Beverly Clearly and Judy Bloom book in the library. So I support the hell out of public school teachers, and their jobs are already tough enough. They already don't make the money they should make. They have to deal with your kids all day, and now you little ungrateful heathens on tic-tac-toe got the nerve to be doing a slap a teacher challenge oh you think these kids aren't stupid enough to do this oh you didn't hear the, hear the story then, then then you don't well you also don't understand the power of peer pressure and you don't understand the power of social media okay a staff member in springfield missouri got smacked by one of these kids because of this slap a teacher challenge they are not releasing the school that it happened at for privacy concerns well let's go to kspr abc 33 for the report please Andrew's new TikTok challenge is making its way into local schools. It encourages kids to actually slap their teacher. Students mm. who engage mm. in the trend can be suspended and possibly <clears throat> turned over to juvenile authorities. Hashtag slap a teacher. It's the newest trend to take over TikTok, and it's happening right here in the Ozarks. SPS has had one instance of a student slapping a teacher so far. The district will not release the school that the teacher was slapped at due to privacy concerns. Students participating in this challenge can be suspended or sent over to, uh, you know, j juvenile services. They also need to say students participating in this challenge can die. OK, I'm sending all you kids healing energy in advance because y'all going to need it. OK, see, in your mind, you slapping a teacher. But what you don't realize is you slapping somebody's mom, somebody's sister, somebody's aunt, somebody's daughter, somebody's cousin, somebody's friend. Don't get hurt playing with people's loved ones. OK, your youth will not save you. Okay, must I repeat, I am the child of a public school teacher. We will handle what needs to be handled and deal with the handling of that handle's consequences later. Okay, see, sometimes you kids' logic don't be logicking. All right, that little plan you made on that little talk house with your little tick-ass friends, that plan you made online could get yours killed offline. It's really that simple. All right, nobody playing about their family and their loved ones, and that's what y'all don't realize because y'all don't have emotions. You have algorithms. So you're just following a trend, and that trend going to have your family following each other in a procession to the cemetery. Now, I have to salute 
a queen named Nan Bailey. Okay, five days ago, I came across this post she posted, and I reposted it because, like I said, I am the child of a public school teacher, and I wanted to encourage kids to not participate in this foolish-ass challenge. And Nan Bailey, who is a school teacher, very eloquently stated a warning to these children and what the consequences of their actions could be. Let me read it to you verbatim. I'm not putting no cut on it, just giving it to you straight from the desk of Nan Bailey. <clears throat> Students. I understand that in the month of October, you're supposed to go to school and slap a staff member. But what TikTok is not explaining to you is, the adults in your building grew up on Nuck If You Buck, Lil Boosie, all of Little John and every Eastside boy. Nan said every Eastside boy, Big Sam and Lil Bo. Drop on the clues bombs for Big Sam and Lil Bo. Okay, that's how you know Miss Bailey not playing. She continues by saying, the only thing professional about us, and she put professional in quotation marks, only thing professional about us are these little teacher outfits. We have been training for this day since the State Department granted our license we hand clap, want hand clap, all hand clap, the hand clap, smoke hand clap. In summation, find y'all something safe to do. Abort mission, beloved. Namaste. End quote. Drop on the clues bombs for Nan Bailey. I co-sign every single thing she said. Don't find out the hard way that a staff member at your school is a gat-toting, pistol-holding teacher on your damn street. Okay? See... You might slap a staff member because you don't give a damn, but you will quickly find out your staff member, that teacher, don't give up. So please let Remy Ma give all these kids participating in the slap a teacher challenge on Talk Tick, the biggest hee haw. Hee haw, hee haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. They ain't had that in my teachers. <laughs> they gonna learn. Don't tell them nothing. I had Miss Butterfield. She was uh, Jamaican. Miss <laughs> Butterfield with a. Butterfield. Grabbed them by their cheeks and threw them out the front door. Oh, she's Jamaican. Straight razor action. Mm -hmm. Straight had, knife action. I had All Miss, day. I had Miss Harris. I Probably believe, got a machete. I believe she was Russian. She was nice with the ruler with a pow. Mm, mm, I mm, had mm. a couple sisters. Sister Mary. She would have definitely threw me threw them in the closet. And you know how disrespectful a slap is? You a little kid going to walk up to a grown-ass adult and smack them. Mm. And that adult is supposed to have restraint. That adult is supposed to have patience. That adult is supposed to send you healing energy. I will send you healing energy after I whoop your ass. put these hands on you. <laughs> Unless you're playing okay? squid game. Yeah, what, what would you do? Yeah, you were a teacher for a little bit. If a teacher slapped their shadow you, a what student? Maybe a student slapped their shadow you, what would Some you of do? them kids was bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. No, but you definitely, I mean, of course, you know, you definitely can't have that at all. What are you supposed to do? And by the way, what do you do? I think your reaction is going to be to knock them out. And what do you do if you're the parent of the kid who slapped the teacher? Now, imagine your kid slaps the teacher mm -hmm. and your teacher beats the hell out of your kid. Mm -hmm. You you, you can't that. really be no, mad you take that. at the teacher once you find out what your kid did. You but be, isn't that something to think about, too, too, that some of those students are bigger than the teachers? Well, find out that your, 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 your teacher <laughs> is a gat-toting, pistol-holding teacher on your damn street. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. All right. Yeah, just remember, some of these teachers got sons, too. And That's they, what and I'm trying to tell you. These are people's moms. Their sons play football. These are people's moms. These are people's Lift sisters, weights. daughters, aunts. You're not just slapping a teacher. You're slapping somebody's loved one. Goodness gracious. Remember that. Good luck, kids. All right. Up next, Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you could call Yee now. Again, the number is 800-585-1051. And... 
Charlemagne, he said he's the mother of a public school teacher. He meant he's the son. What I said? You said, said that you're the mother, mother of a public, public school, school teacher. teacher. I'm I was old. like, your girls are growing up fast. <laughs> I'm, getting old. I'm the son of a public school teacher. <laughs> we, we got it. All right. Yes. Ask is next. Is the I might be the mother of a public school teacher one day, though. If one of my kids become a teacher. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. That's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask You. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hi. Good morning. What's your question for Ye? Well, it's not like, I don't know if it's a question, but it's a situation. Mm-hmm. Yee, girl, I need you. Okay, I'm listening. So I've been dating this guy. We've been going strong for like six months, a little more maybe. Mm-hmm. We're kind of serious, and um, he's gonna have an amputation on his leg. Oh, the yeah, whole so leg or from the knee down? From the knee down. Okay. Um, I didn't know he had this situation, but this is gonna be like really harsh on both of us, and it's gonna give me a responsibility that I don't think I'm ready for. Is he getting one of those um, replacement? Yeah, they're they're leaving space for it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's going to be a while before he can actually get a prosthesis. Okay, so your question is, it feels like a lot of work. You don't know if you want to put that work in because it's a fairly new relationship, but other than that, you really like him. I do, and the way I was raised doesn't allow me to just leave somebody because of their health condition. Okay, it feels like you already know what you're about to do. You're just bracing yourself for having a long road ahead of you two. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you really love him and care about him. And I'm sure it's a concern to him, too. Is she going to want to stay with me? And mentally, that's going to be difficult for him as well, just like it will be for you. I think the best thing that you can do is be open and honest with him and also be understanding, right? You said that the way that you're raised is not going to allow you to leave somebody who you really care about when he needs you the most. And this is really the test. The test is going to be can how we feel about each other withstand the pressures and the difficulties of what's to come. And in relationships, sometimes things are unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. In this situation, you know something is about to happen. You know it will change the dynamics of your relationship, but who knows, it could make it even stronger. Right. Okay, thank you so much. And remember, nothing is permanent. So if you decide that it's not working, you always have the ability to say, you know what, this isn't working for me, I can't do it. So I would advise you to go in there with an open mind and an open heart but also know that you don't have to do anything and you're not obligated to do anything. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Nicole. Nicole, what's your question for you? My question is, um, I'm dating someone. He's not really my person. He just never tells me what love we are, but we were dating at one point for two years. But now I try to get him back around. I hang out. I have a best friend. It's a guy friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he don't approve of us being hanging out. So this guy who's not your boyfriend doesn't like the fact that you have a friend who's a guy. 
Yes, but he wasn't my husband, my boy. He was my boy for three years. He was trying to make it work. But as soon as I did that, he just stopped talking to me. I Listen, I... So is there a reason for him to not like the fact that you're hanging out with another guy who you're just friends with? Um, I think he just keeps going on that I mess with him, and I never dealt with my friend on that type of level, but that's what he thinks. Okay, so you you guys have never had any type of physical connection. You've always only been friends. Yeah. I Listen, I'm not a fan of letting somebody dictate who I can and can't hang out with, especially somebody who I truly am only friends with. He's never been attracted to you, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So there it is, Nicole. So maybe he thinks there's a potential that if he slips up, something could happen with you and him. Or maybe he feels like he gets the vibe that your friend really likes you and is just waiting for an opportunity. Right. But that friend hasn't been on that level for like two years now. And I've been friends with him five years. It's like I was in a relationship with him for two years. So I, I can't let you control my friendship with somebody and they've been here before you. I think I think that if you really want to be with this guy, you have to set boundaries with uh, in a situation that he doesn't like. Like if you guys are hanging out in each other's houses or alone together mm-hmm. very frequently and it's making him uncomfortable, you have to be understanding of that. You're right. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good luck with that. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes. And Rihanna is just continuing to go up, up, up. And we'll tell you what her next plan is. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Rihanna is planning to open some physical Savage Fenty stores in 2022. That'll be a huge deal because all we've had everywhere is Victoria's Secret, Victoria's Secret. So that's great competition. And a lot of people, when they compare them, talk about how there's so much more diversity and size inclusivity when it comes to Savage Fenty. So according to the chief marketing and design officer, uh, Christian Pendarvis, they said you can absolutely see some stores in 2022. Okay, that's smart. That's dope. I'm thinking of like the chains of underwear. There's Agent Provocateur. Mm-hmm. That's expensive. Then there's there used to be Fredericks of Hollywood. I remember Fredericks of Hollywood. Okay. I do. But well, wasn't <laughs> Fredericks of Hollywood like the rainbow of lingerie? It was kind I of like. So, yeah. It was a. Um, Less than Victoria's Secret, right? It was very colorful. I don't know if I think it was probably comparable pricing wise to Victoria's Secret. Really? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I thought they were considered the cheap one. It was more like fun stuff. How did it mm. make you feel when you wore it? I never went to Fred's Hollywood. I was always a Victoria's Secret type of person. Mm. Mm-hmm. What about Agent Provocateur? I never even heard of that. How about La Perla? Never heard of that either. Okay. Well, I would recommend if anybody out there for your woman, Agent Provocateur is pretty amazing too. But Savage Fenty, when those stores come, I think that's going to, that'll really yeah, go. Especially so if she's making an experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need that. All right, now Ray J has been hospitalized in Miami for pneumonia. He said he's been isolated away from his family, but he speaks with them throughout the day. He posted, God is good, family with me, just can't be in here. Too much sickness. I can't have visitors because they isolated their room. Been on my, I think he meant to say FaceTime or something, with my family every day, all day. All right, so we're sending prayers to Ray J right now. Definitely sending him healing energy. Mm-hmm. I was chatting with Ray yesterday, man, when I saw that story. You mm-hmm. know I had to reach out to my guy. Right, and it's not COVID-related. He just has pneumonia. pneumonia. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ain't even Although, asking. a lot of times, you know, people get pneumonia 
Um, and then that's how they realize they have COVID. Correct. Too, by the way. He said he bouncing back though. Yeah. He said he down right now, but he bouncing back. All right, now let's also talk about uh, Nick Cannon on Drink Champs. He talked about the one time he got his heart broken. They were definitely teasing this clip. Like, who is the woman that broke Nick Cannon's heart? Here's what he said. People were introduced to who she was through me. When Ray J was dating, she wasn't really this famous. Is good. I believe the tape was made prior to me. So but I think the think? way it looked to the public, you it was Nick, Nick then it was think? the tape. Mm. I was really into her. I was vibing, and then oh, you were serious? Yeah, like I yeah. that. And but yeah, then, I yeah, I was. She I, seems I, like a good person, man. Amazing person. Nah, but we. Uh, <laughs> he did. He did. His face didn't change right now. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> so he's talking about Kim Kardashian, obviously, and he said that she basically broke his heart. They dated around the time when the sex tape was released, and he said he really liked her, but that tape did create some tension between them. Hmm. Wow. All right, now let's talk about uh, five-star recruit Ja'Kai Howard. He is going to be going to Donda Academy. He posted, I will be moving to California and I'll be transferring to Donda Academy. I want to thank you, Norcross, and the whole Blue Devil family still will be my family. Hashtag Donda. So is that Donda is, Academy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's huh? in Southern California. It's, it's backed by Kanye. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. I think a lot of people are learning about all of this. We reported that, I think, uh, last week when you so, was out. So when, when you I'm say there. he's a five-star recruit, he's a basketball player? Mm-hmm. So they got a basketball team? Yeah, I mean, I guess like most, you know. I thought it was just starting. I thought they were just getting together. But So they have a school. He's moving. There's, there's <laughs> no way they have a team for that. All right. Well, I'm so confused. It's I a prep school that's but in Southern a, California. But if he's a five-star recruit, who are they going to play? Uh, I, it says here it's going to rival the nearby Sierra Canyon High School. So I guess that's... They're going to get washed. Man, when did Kanye get a school? His Donda Academy to... is already backed by Adidas. Huh? Yeah, but that doesn't mean they got players. They have to the fly. They already game, have Jalen Hooks. Play. He's a six foot seven junior out of Indiana. When, why did I miss the Kanye got a school? <laughs> we news? reported that when he was out, like two weeks ago. <laughs> but why isn't that more of a big deal? Shouldn't that be... It also, was. Robert really? Dillingham out of North Carolina. Oh, so you got a bunch of players. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is he taking over Zion another school? Zion Cruz out of New Jersey. Is he taking over another... I don't know. Man, let me do my Google. <laughs> yeah, do your Google. I ain't heard of this at all. Wow. Well, uh, salute to Kanye. Drop mm-hmm. on the clues bomb for Kanye. They're already setting up a game between uh, Donda Academy and Sierra Canyon that's going to be at the Staples Center sometime in February. They must be. They must have taken over another school. <laughs> they had to. There's no way. I mean, I Googled, and the first headline is Kanye was backed school. <laughs> so that makes more sense. He backed the school. But it's called Donda Academy. And they changed it to Donda Academy. That makes mm. more sense. Okay. I can't see him just creating a like, school what? and having all these five-star recruits and being able to play already. I, I, that yeah, I, made it. Right. I thought he started from scratch. No. I'm like, huh? Yeah, so it's a new private school. So mm-hmm. yes. This nigga's amazing. <laughs> now nigga, he, also has, of thin he also has filed a trademark for a line of a uh, line of electronic products called Donda as well. So that should be pretty interesting to see what that is. I know I think he's already sent out some of those items and at the same time, he's also helping Kim Kardashian prep for her SNL hosting gig that's going to be happening this weekend. Okay. They said she's really nervous. It's a big challenge. But fortunately, she's got him there to help out. Kim K's hosting SNL? Shut up, man. Shut up, man. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> We've been reporting know. this. You don't we listen. We just talked about it yesterday, and y'all talked about it last yes. week while I was well, I wasn't gone. paying no attention. Twice? Clearly. We were mm. talking about SNL ratings and how don't even, uh, don't even these were like the worst ratings on the first uh, premiere episode, and then we said the ratings what should jump him? when Kim Kardashian hosts this weekend. What, what else do we remember? Yes. Um, who Jinko Belova. 
Yeah, you need that. You I need, take it every You morning. need that and carrots. You need to double up. I wonder who the musical guest is. Oh, that would be hard if it was Kim and Kanye. That's it's what it's Kanye. No, it's not. It's not. It's All not right. Kanye. But she does start rehearsals today. All right. That is your rumor report. All right. All right. Shout the revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. Don't you wish everything was as easy as getting quality coverage from the General Insurance? The General offers the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Switch to the General and you could save over $500. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Rizzo for joining us this morning. The, the ruler zigzag ziggala. Oh, and you know, Halloween's coming up. It's a good time to bring out those grave diggers songs and albums. You know exactly what everybody's going to be this Halloween. And this Halloween everybody's going to be um, <laughs> them people from Squid, uh, Squid Game. Mm-hmm. I already saw the uh, costumes available. For real? That's an easy costume. You don't need no makeup or nothing. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a suit. Yeah, it's a suit and a mask. pretty easy. That's what everybody's going to end up being. Hey, salute to everybody too that's uh, coming out to the Black Effect one year anniversary tomorrow in Atlanta. Um, you know, we're doing a live podcast event. We have Flame Monroe hosting uh, horrible decisions. Mandy B and Wheezy will be doing their podcast live. And the 85 South Show, DC Young Fly, Carlos Miller, Chico Bean, they'll be doing their podcast live. That's tomorrow in Atlanta. Uh, you can go to blackeffect.com slash BE live to get your tickets if, there, if there's any left. But I'm not sure if there is or not. But yeah, go to blackeffect.com slash BE live. All to right. get your tickets. And shout out to Damon John. You know, yesterday and today we are taping for Black Entrepreneurs Day. And so I'm really excited for that. There's some great conversations. He's talking to Tyra, Shaq, Kevin Hart, all kinds of executives. Uh, and yeah, I'm really, really like enjoying just getting all this knowledge as an entrepreneur myself or anybody who's aspiring to be one. It is really something that I feel like could give you some valuable information and it's free to watch. So just make sure you guys, I'll let y'all know when it's coming out, but it is going to be on Facebook for you to be able to see it. All right. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice, the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, again, my uh, car show, October 30th. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. for to Doug's cars, Fabulous's cars, 50's cars, Royster 5-9, Icewear, Vezzo, and a whole lot more to be announced. Uh, amusement rides, exotic cars. You know, it's just a family fun day. So can't wait to see you guys October 30th. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. The positive note is simply this, man. You know, I'm so big on, you know, meditation and, you know, finding ways to keep your mind still, whether it's flow therapy, brain training. And the reason I am is because of what I'm about to tell you. The soul always knows what to do to heal itself. The challenge is to silence the mind. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?